Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Kid Missing Radio. This is part two of Tanner Barton, Unexplained Death. Joining me once again is Tanner's mother, Michelle. Hi. Um, Hello. <laughs> Hi. Why don't we <laughs> just pick up where we left off? I read some more reports. And I have to say, one of the things that stood out to me was his blood work and alleged urinalysis, because it says they couldn't get urine, mm-hmm. <coughs> excuse me, were sent in by Dr. Unknown. Now, I just had an experience where they couldn't find my doctor's name, and they weren't even going to x-ray my hip. So, fortunately, they did find exactly. it. Exactly. We call that the, um, you know, the planted evidence you know, the planted urine test because um, the the coroner told us they couldn't get urine. The detective, okay, here's the part on that. I mean, but there's a urine test in there. Mm-hmm. So um, in 2017, I had another gal helping me, um, wonderful um, person who was a podcaster, and she was communicating with the detective, and she asked him, how is there a urine test? How did they get urine from Tanner? And there's a test. If they couldn't get urine, the coroner said they couldn't get it. And the detective said, and I'm not kidding you, this is all true. He said, well, they got it from the crime scene. And she's like, that's impossible. You you don't get urine from the crime scene. And, you know, and I remember that. I remember thinking, would they do, like, cut him up? I mean, I didn't know. I mean, this was, you yeah. know, I, I had no clue. And she says, no, Michelle, they absolutely do not do that. That is just like, you never hear of that. That is like, no. And so he came back. He goes, well, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me get back with you. And then he came back and he said, no, the coroner said they could not get urine. So they said he couldn't get it, but there's the urine test. So um, in 2018, the new coroner said, well, you know, possibly, allegedly, or they could have possibly gotten it during autopsy, and you just didn't. They didn't document it, the coroner or the pathologist. And we're like, no, no, you can't You can't use those words. Evidently, she said, evidently. Well, at this point, you can't use evidently. That's not black and white facts. That's what they tell me. you yeah. got to go on black and white facts. That's not black and white facts. Evidently is not a term you should be using when there is a urine test that popped up, and not only just the urine test, it showed negative for all drugs, including marijuana, which Tanner and the detective, the detective's um, main um, uh, witness, said that he and Tanner had smoked tons and tons and tons of marijuana the night before Tanner died. Well, if his witness had, you know, was telling the truth, then Tanner's uh, toxicology would have been die high on marijuana, but it wasn't. It right. was negative. So somebody's lying, somebody's twisting stories. So, you know, it just adds to that that fight for us because we know something is not right and they're lying and they're twisting their stories and, and you know, how our county sheriff's department is even horrible at it. Sorry, everybody, I have a cold. I just want to apologize ahead of time. So, um, Congested. I'm a little. <laughs> it's that first winter. Well, it's kind of cold here in Texas, so it's that first little winter cold or fall cold. Yeah. 
going to rain here for the next week. That ought to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're getting that too. So, but yeah, so I think um, we need to really, um, this is, this is another reason why we are going to have Tanner's case reopened because you can't give us evidently. And then when we try to tell you that we have witnesses, you call them campfire stories. Um, so just because it's, they're the police and they think that they can have their witnesses but yet ours are not credible, yet they can say evidently, and we have to say it's got to be black and white fact. They can yeah. say there's a cell phone text, but there's no witnesses, but they're okay to say that. But yet we could say we have texts and stuff from kids, and they're like, well, that doesn't matter. So you can't do that. You can't be the person yeah. and the agency that says, well, we've got these, you know, half-butt theories, half-butt facts. And even though you've yeah. got the black and white back, Michelle, it's okay. No, we don't take that. We don't accept that. we got to have – I'm like, I, I don't know how many times I just want to beat my head in the, into the wall and say, what? I, I don't get what part of this investigation that you guys are actually including anything in because you are making everything out to be, um, you know, just just whatever you want. It's like a free-for-all. And I just want to say, for the folks that are listening, you can call in and ask Michelle questions at 516-453-9105. That's 516-453-9105. Um, and I wanted to ask you something. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Ooh. I forgot what I wanted to ask. <laughs> Isn't that awful? <laughs> I, I... No. No. No, that is fine. That is so me. They had dear. Oh, I know what I wanted to ask you. I saw that Marcus, during his questioning, was texting friends, and those friends were tweeting. Why did they allow that in the interview exactly. room? Exactly. Yeah. They thought, well, maybe they would get them trapped into something. Well, why didn't you take their phones? Here's my thing on all that. Why didn't uh-huh. they take their phones in possession and do forensic um, extractions on it? Because they know that those people were all lying, and I kept telling the detective. I said, um, take those phones and, and have, you know, or ping, ping where everybody's phones were. Oh, we're just not yeah. going to... Um, yeah, we're just not going to do that. We're not, no, Michelle, we don't need to. Oh, really? So you really don't want to know where everybody was. And another thing that I'm very, um, that was very unusual was they never drug screened or alcohol screened any of those kids or the family members. Hmm. Which is odd is, when you've got a kid. And it, it was a suspicious yeah. staff from day one, from moment one. I mean, yeah. it was a crime scene. An hour later, because you read that, it said we called in the detectives because we have a crime we have a crime scene here, so we called in the detectives. They didn't say this is just a little accidental death. We don't really know. He just kind of collapsed. No, obviously something else was going on with my son for them to call it a crime scene and call in the yeah. detectives, or they would have just um, taken him out with the paramedics. You know, 
<laughs> it almost seemed as I'm as I was reading the the statements, it almost seemed like the police were trying to to set up for a suicide ruling. They were saying how Tanner wasn't getting along with your husband and Tanner was mad at his girlfriend and I Tanner seen was, that and I and they would have had a huge fight on their hands had they tried to say Tanner committed suicide or wanted to die because that kid loved life. And the, all the people there know. I know I've seen that. They were like, you know, he was, and that's what's sickening, that family told um, detectives that, that we were having troubles in our household with my son. And I'm like, yeah. absolutely not. We were so excited for that kid. He was coming home for the summer. We, you know, we were planning, um, you know, just everything. We we were excited, and he, we were excited for him, where his future was going. Um, there was absolutely no turmoil in our household whatsoever surrounding Tanner or anything he was doing. He and his girlfriend were not fighting because I asked her, and she said, Michelle, no. I said, well, Michaela said that you were um, that you were um, fighting with Tanner. And she says, no, we were saying I are, I, I, our I love you. Try to say that, our I love That was hard. Um, <laughs> she said, we were saying our I love you. And she said, and, you know, we were planning, you know, our future together. And we weren't fighting. She goes, he was um, just texting, uh, wondering, you know, making sure I was okay. She goes, but we didn't fight. I said, well, they said you weren't. She goes, that, no, they're lying. So all those, and yeah, then they said they have these big parties at school. I'm sorry? I said the girl said that. Yeah, 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 the girl, yeah, she said it. The 15-year-old who sat there and, um, yeah. you know, said Tanner had been, Tanner kept saying he was drunk. And, you know, I thought about this because we spoke about it last week on the show. And when she said, um, Tanner kept saying he was drunk. And then he got up and started staggering. Well, at that point, after you've had some things, some drinks, what was in his drink? Because she kept saying, no, you're not. You're not drunk. You're too, no, da, da, da. Well, what was he then? You know what I mean? So at that point. Yeah, but the problem is because she was taking sips of his drink, wouldn't she have gotten the same whatever was in his drink? Well, but she, who knows? Okay, here's the thing. We don't know what they were doing. We don't know. We don't know what they had. We don't know anything. She did say she she got crazy, but we don't know what Tanner had in between. They Somebody could have gave him a shot of something and said, here, try this. Like a shot right. glass of it. Or um, could have said, here, take a, you drink out this vial. Take a, um, you know. So just because she said that she drank the same thing, and yeah. trust me when I tell you, she is not a credible witness whatsoever. Yeah. She is like, yeah. So no, that that was obvious. And, and yeah, what was yeah. So go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I'll I'll ask the question after. Okay. Well, no, I'm just saying. So when Tanner, she kept saying he was drunk. He kept saying he was drunk. At that point is when I believe the drug, whatever was in his system, started hitting him. And I do yeah. believe that's because she said he got up from the couch. Well, if you look at the couch, there's um, 
some couple blood like droplets. And you can see that it looks like blood. Like he'd gotten up and then do what? I did see that, but I couldn't find the picture afterwards. <laughs> yeah, I will. Yeah, I can get that to you. And um, so, and then he had blood smeared on his hand, which means that he knew something was happening. And then he staggers over to um, the stairs and collapses. So at that where point was he is when going? I believe. When he went to the stairs, do we know where he was going? Was he leaving? No, I don't think so. He was probably just trying to get up and go, what the hay is going on? Um, I don't believe he was going to go get more alcohol because at that point he obviously was in duress. Um, something was happening to him. He knew it. That's why um, he was bleeding out of his nose and he started foaming. And um, that's why when he started, because he had to start vomiting, because once you start overdosing, you start vomiting. Um, I think that's when um, it all went down. His mouth. Do what? They said they found vomit in his mouth. Yes, and they found it in his lungs, and it was in his um, in his lungs, mouth, nose, um, outside of his mouth. He had blood, unusual amounts of blood on his face. He had blood on his hand, where he had wiped it, and it appeared as though which. And if you notice the corner even noted that, that there was a blood smear on Tanner's pinky. I'm like, he had, you know, put his hand up to his nose and and wiped it. And he didn't do that after he died. So he obviously started doing it towards the stairs. So that's when we wonder if um, that stuff had gotten on his shoes and they took his shoes off and just, you know, destroyed them or got rid of them, hid them. Because those are not the shoes that are in the um, crime scene photos. Those are not my son's. Yeah, you said you never got his shoes back. No. And they told us, um, the detective even said, well, what do you want to do with his clothes? I said, I I don't know. What do you do with them? He goes, oh, people never want these clothes back. They just want us to get rid of them. And later somebody said, oh, heck no. Everybody wants their clothes back. Yeah. This person said what they did was they wanted to burn him and get rid of him, so the evidence is gone, Michelle. They said that's why they told you that everybody just had to get rid of him. When my father died, we went to the long-term care hospital and got all of his stuff. Yes. And we did with my father and my brother, and that's what you do. But when yeah. it is a suspicious death and the police know what's going on and they're protecting yeah. somebody, then they're going to lead you in a different direction and say, oh, no, yeah. we don't we don't keep those. Parents don't want that stuff. And if this is a simple, um, natural, or accidental death, my question is, why were people making fake or rock puppet accounts on social media? To what end? Exactly. I don't know. I, all I know is I was told about it um, when they closed Tanner's case. Well, there's many people. I mean, it's just not that family. There's media involved in all that. Um, people who wanted me to to make me out to be this horrible person, um, you know, when they closed Tanner's case, they just wanted to yeah. make it appear as though I was lying. Um, like one of them was just when or the dad, whatever, um, didn't um, take the picture 
of Tanner. I was lying about that. Well, like we've said, we all see it. You see it in the document. Every he took the picture. He admits to taking a picture of Tanner. So what? Whatever these sock puppet accounts, it just shows um, guilt. Um, it just shows people trying to protect these people, and it's obvious. So yeah, just just more signs of guilt. So. Um, yeah. But when they attacked me and my son, that was just that was disgusting. And Howard County allowed it on their um, on their police um, on their actual page for the Howard County Sheriff's Department, their Facebook page. When they released it, they allowed it, and that's that's so unethical and um, unprofessional, and actually just vile and sick and evil that they would allow these people to attack a family um, that could have shut the comments down for it, but they chose not to yeah. and allowed them to just attack me. And um, But that's okay. You know why? Because when they closed Tanner's case, we learned a lot more stuff that Howard County didn't realize that they actually were giving us. And um, so it's... Yeah, because it becomes I mean, it's, public record. Yeah, like, like we didn't, there was a lot of things we, you know, but when it came out, it just kind of, ah, thanks. Yeah, okay, great. We got that. Okay. Just more things. And, um, and it, you know, for the rest of my life, I don't care how long it takes because I know what they've done. I will continue to um, keep speaking out about this. So um, I won't stop until we get the answers. Well, I think any mother would would feel that way. Yeah, especially if you've seen well, you've seen it. The toxicology, the um, statements, the the things that we were told that that aren't even out there in our in, in the files. Things that we were told by the detectives. Things that they've sent, um, you know, backtracked on, like. Detective, um, the, the lead detective at the very beginning said that these people formulated a story and he didn't believe any of them. He said that we were going to arrest them for alcohol, but they didn't want to because they wanted to arrest them for what really happened to Tanner. And he told me that. And they try not, they try to say, um, oh, he never said that. And I'm like, you know, really? really? There are things that you remember in life. And they've had so many cases, but when a parent loses a child, we remember everything you said. Now, you could try to say we don't because we're our grief is, um, you know, blah, blah, blah. Nope. There are things that when your child dies, you remember everything about. And conversations with the police are one of them. Yeah. It just seemed like the interviews, like I said, were a bit unprofessional having the kids sitting there texting. I... I seems to me they would have grabbed his phone and said, what are you doing? And then other kids were, I guess they were saying, oh, he fell and broke his neck without having any idea, you know. Where did they get uh, yeah, that and from? I like the one, exactly. And I like the one where um, he said, um, Marcus, his friend, was like, the detective's like, why are you mentioning the police? Why are you mentioning the cops in your text? And he said, well, um, I don't know, my friends just asked where we were. And he said, oh. So how did he know that they were mentioning the cops in his 
in his text because he didn't pick the phone up and look at it. So there's a lot of things we don't know, and that's why I said, and I asked him, why don't you get their cell phones and do an extraction, get all of them. So, okay, so when they close, this is another part of it, when they close Tanner's case, um, I said, before they closed it, I said, I said, you need to get get all their phone records and, um, you know, subpoena those and get everything where they were, blah, blah, blah. And instead of the giving us a subpoena to get those records, he lit them, he set up interviews with all those family members to come in and bring their phone records with them. So he gave them plenty of time to, you know, get their story straight again and tamper with any of the phone records that need be. Yep. Who does that? It's a death investigation and you're going to, Call these people and set up appointments a couple weeks out. Well, I got this one coming on this day at this time. I have this one come. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. I, I I've never heard of asking people to bring their own phone records to the police. Mm. That's weird. That's a red flag. Exactly, right? Like, I'm like, you made me subpoena mine. You subpoenaed mine. Why didn't you subpoena theirs? Yeah, and they got a consent from you for his car. What the heck did they expect to find in his car? Yeah, I I don't know. They um, And if you see Michaela, she said that um, if you look, there's a lead in Tanner's backpack. This is another big one. She goes, if you look, there might be a lead in Tanner's backpack. And he goes, what? And she said, well, he has some weed, some marijuana in it. And he goes, oh, did he show you that night? And she goes, no, 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 he showed me a couple months ago. Well, then what makes you think he would have it with him? And you can go back and read that because you have that. And she's like, I just figured he would. So obviously somebody planted some marijuana in his backpack because there was a picture of marijuana in his backpack but isn't that funny that she would know about it and he didn't say anything to her that night he just he said he told her a couple months ago that he had been well how would she know if there was marijuana in his backpack if um he didn't tell her and it was there and then there was a wallet there was two wallets at the crime scene the one wallet was in his backpack, and I know this for a fact because I helped pack his, not help pack, but that night I was getting all this stuff out before he left. So in his backpack, he just leaves on the uh, the bar stools in the kitchen, and I opened it up. There was no marijuana in his backpack, and he didn't take it his car. He took his dad's car, so he wouldn't have had marijuana in there. And when he left, he didn't, like, go to his room and bring a bunch of stuff and put in his backpack or vice versa. So where did this marijuana come from? So that night when we were talking, there was two wallets. And I said, Tanner, I said, get rid of this wallet. I said, you don't need it. I said, we just bought you one for Christmas. Because, yeah, I know. And, you know, he was just lazy about it. And he goes, I'll get rid of it later. Okay. So you know at the crime scene, that wallet was sitting out on the table with money in it, the amount that the, would have, that the mom gave for them to go get donuts. So did they not get the donuts? 
no, they didn't get the donuts, but the money was in the wallet. Why would why would that wallet come out of my son's backpack, one that he just tossed and was getting ready to throw away? Why would that be dug out of his backpack? So it was empty. So it was empty in his backpack. Yeah, yeah, because it was an old wallet. He had just gotten, we just bought him he one. He had the other one in um, his pocket. In yeah, yeah, that was in his pocket. Okay. The old one, and the old ratty old thing that, um, you know, he was going to toss. Because yeah. I'll toss it later, Mom. Okay, so all of a sudden, there it is. Typical man. The, and not just like <laughs> throwing up there, but neat and nice. With the same amount of money that um, Carolyn gave the kids to go get donuts with. Yeah, that's How? ridiculous. And that's the same backpack that all of a sudden there was um, marijuana in it. So how did marijuana get in the backpack, and how did yeah. Tanner's wallet, the one that he never uses, <clears throat> has been laying there all crusted up, appear on the on the side table with his other wallet and his phone with the exact same amount of money that. Um, the mom gave them to go get donuts with. But I want to know. Who was in my son's backpack? Who was in my son's backpack? Who and is, why did they? So it's yeah. obviously planted the marijuana to make it appear as though my son had been smoking, which it showed he wasn't. And then there's this wallet. Well, yeah, little things like that. People, he had a tiny amount in his system. But the, yeah, but the well. That's that one. The urine test showed negative. Um, so the urine test showed absolutely why negative. Was he, he supposedly went after, went up to, bleh, went up to Marcus's room. Can you still hear me, by the way? Yes. I have company, yes. so I'm, I'm wearing a mask. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Um, so when he, why did he go up to Marcus's room to retrieve his cell phone? When him and Marcus were allegedly downstairs, downstairs playing mm-hmm. video games in the basement. And how did and Kristen there's another thing through all of this? I, I thought of that. That woke me up in the middle of the night the other day. It did, because um, I thought about that, and I'm like, you know what? And also, Jenner was texting his friend. <laughs> if you're a teenager, you're not going to have, and you're working on your girlfriend to call you because you're worried that going to need your help, why would you yeah. have your cell phone upstairs in a bedroom, locked away somewhere, instead of right there, and you know all teens have their phones attached to their hips, into their fingers. Oh, yeah, attached and to their head. he's waiting on his girlfriend, so how is he fighting with his girlfriend? How is he, um, and he was texting, for, he didn't want to be there that night, because he kept texting other friends, and he's like, hey, what are you doing? Hey, well, how is he texting them when the phone's up in the bedroom and he's down playing video games? Well, I so guess so he was texting them after they went to the donut shop that they apparently didn't go to. Yeah, exactly, right? And um, then the doctor, the veterinarian, left at a little after 12. Which, when did he really leave? When did all these people leave? We don't know because we have to go by their statement. And yeah. uh, we all know that they're lying because he the said he was there right. at nine thirty, and Tanner had gained a bunch of weight during the off season. Yeah. Okay, Mister. Um, um, the off season, the off season had barely started. Exactly. Well, you know, when you're guilty of something, you're going to deflect and yeah. victim blame the victim to make it appear yeah. as though it's their fault, not yours. Right. Because then he also said that Tanner was gray 
him white. And that's funny. Everybody at the house said Kenna seems appeared to be fine. And another yeah. thing, if Kenna had been smoking so much marijuana, like the detective said, why didn't that family say, you know what, Kenner came over and he was stoned? You know, I would have said that. I would have said, you know what, if a kid came to my house and he died and he appeared to be stoned when he got there, I would have said, you know, you could tell he kind of was off. Maybe he had been smoking marijuana or he said he was, yeah. blah, blah, blah. They didn't say any of that. They said he was happy. He was, um, you know, jovial. He was da 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 but the veterinarian said, oh, oh, oh yay. Um, yeah, we so have, the veterinarian said right. he was gray. How could he be gray? Everybody else said he was. And I just seen my son. And see, the veterinarian would know that if you have heart issues, you would be gray. We have Your um, one minute gray. left of the show oh, already. Okay. And I just want to make oh, Lord, an announcement. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Mm-hmm. I just need to make an announcement. Um, November 6th, which is a Friday, guys, instead of a Saturday. I know you're used to me doing shows on Saturdays. At 5 p.m., we will have our last show on Blog Talk. It will be with Mo from Deep Dark Truth Podcast. We will be talking about Tanner, Ooh. and we will also be talking about the case of Joanne Matuk Romaine. That's an interesting case. Um, I want to thank everybody for supporting me and joining us on these shows over the last eight years. Um, I'm going to take a little time off after that show to pack up and relocate the show. I want to thank Mo for helping me with that and for nudging me toward it because it's something that I should have done a while ago because... Um, it's time to grow. I can't grow here. So, thank you all. Thank you, Michelle. Have a wonderful night. God bless you all. Bye. Michelle? Oh, yes. I thought you were, I didn't know if it was off yet. So, um, no, thank you for having me. Everybody have a blessed night. Um, I hope you will follow us on Tanner's Voice. Facebook, um, at Justice for Tanner, Twitter, the number four. Um, and now I'm on TikTok at Michelle Barton 12. So I hope you'll follow us. Please do that, folks. The link to um, Tanner's voice is in the description of the show. Thank you. Good night. Bye-bye.